0: Welcome, everybody, to the first edition of Maction in 2023. It is the college football championship wrap-up. We had a thrilling championship game Monday. If you were a Georgia fan, if you were a person watching on TV, it was horrible. If you were a TCU fan, I'm sure it was disgusting. (laughs) But in one of the worst college football games of the season, the Georgia Bulldogs just destroyed tcu monday night um i stopped watching at halftime i'm sure most of the country stopped watching before halftime i honestly didn't watch it at all in the second half i couldn't take any more of it i just ended up switching to uh pro wrestling and uh 90 day fiance which were more entertaining than the college football championship game i'm sure espn hated it because most of the country turned it off after the first quarter and they paid a lot of money for a game that was horrible. So that's just kind of the way it goes. Sometimes Um, anyone who advertised in the fourth quarter probably was very disappointed because the ratings were ultra low at the end of the game. Uh, But that being said, the sec dominates again in the postseason. Georgia wins their second straight national championship uh, led by Stetson Bennett, the fourth, who, Looked really good against the really bad TCU team. Uh, the play of the game there was the, what, in my opinion, um, the scramble. I think it was the second quarter. Uh, TCU came on a blitz and Stetson Bennett knew it was coming and he spun. It was a rollout to his left, but he did like a circle rollout to his left and then bolted and a foot race essentially for a first down. I think it was a 10 yard, third and 10, maybe, maybe third and 12. And it was just a foot race, him versus, um, I think it was a corner, maybe a a linebacker, but I think it was a corner. Who could get, maybe it was a linebacker, who could get to the first down marker first? If Stetson Bennett got there first, it was a first down. If he tackled them beforehand, it would have forced a punt. TC would have gotten off the field. Uh, But Stetson Bennett did a great job. A remarkable story by him. Two-time national champion. Uh, went to junior college after being at Georgia, left Georgia to go to junior college, came back to Georgia as a third stringer, ends up winning two college football championships. Um, a truly movie-type career for Stetson Bennett the fourth. So not sure what his um, position is going to be going into the draft. He's a really late rounder, Look uh, a day three guy for sure, if he gets picked at all. But I think someone's going to bring him into camp, whether he gets picked or he ends up in um free agent uh draft or free agent signing i think he'll have a chance to maybe be on a practice squad next year um but time will tell on where he ends up Uh, another guy who made his decision last week i wanted to you know come on last week but we i really just wanted to wait until the college football championship was over thinking we'd have something to talk about there is carson Steele, former ball state cardinal He will be taking his talents out to L.A. to play in the Pac-12, soon to be Pac-10, but I don't know if Carson Steele's actually ever going to make it to be in the Pac-10 again, because he's got two years of eligibility left. He is a running back. He's going there with Colin Schlee from Kent State, so there's two prominent MAC players going to play for the Bruins next year, but as a running back... um, He's going there to replace the guy leaving early for the draft. So I see the opportunity. I see why he's going there. They were a good team. He's going to play in a marquee town, um, in a marquee conference. But he's a running back. If he has a great year next year, like the same type of season he had at Ball State, I don't see him staying two years because in the, as a running back, you have to leave for the NFL as soon as you're eligible staying till you're a senior and graduating that's only for guys that don't have the opportunity to leave early because you really only get two contracts as a running back in the nfl and then you're out of the league so you got your four-year rookie deal unless you're picked in the first round and then your second year it's just normally a four-year contract so you have like eight years max to play football in the nfl as a running back for most people i mean there's always like an adrian peterson um derrick henry is going to get a few more years out of that um, but you'd be like in Ezekiel Elliott's position right now for the Cowboys. He's not getting an extension with the Cowboys next year. Uh, he's in the final year of his, well, not the final year. He's in the final guaranteed year of money in his second contract. There's no way the Cowboys are bringing him back next year at over $10 million. Um, and it's cause it's optional at this point. You don't have to pay him that. And if you've watched the way the Cowboys played, he played all year. He's a $3 million running back m- at most. He's not a $10, $12 million a year running back. So his big paydays in the NFL are over for Ezekiel Elliott. So if I'm Carson Steele and you're listening, go to UCLA. Dominate next year in the Pac-12 before UCLA and um, USC take off. Now, if he actually stays there two years, he'd be in the big for his second year. So he'd be a two-year guy playing in two different conferences his only two years in college. Well, three conferences, actually. I mean, MAC, PAC, and then the big. So I wouldn't stay until the UCLA gets the big unless you don't have a choice to go to the draft. So get out of there as soon as you can. Go make your third or fourth round money in the NFL. Get to that second contract and um, celebrate. Um, But that is the biggest chip piece left in the MAC who got completely rated of all of their marquee names essentially this year in the portal transfer portal? And I get it, UCLA is in the going to the big. They've got lots of money. It's LA. There's no way anybody in the MAC or you know most most teams in the, in the group of five could ever match what he the money he's going to get from UCLA. So he's a, he was a free agent. Um, he basically signed a free agent contract with UCLA, and I I'm happy for him. He's going to make money, bigger stage. Everything is better for him at UCLA than it would have been at All State, so good for him. In terms of the actual Mac games, ESPN's Bowl Cup trophy, which I assume they actually give that out and goes to a conference office, is going to Cleveland to the Mac for winning four games and losing two games. They have the highest winning percentage of all bowl teams, all conferences in the Mac this year. So congratulations to that. Not I didn't see that coming at all based on how the regular season went because the Mac was terrible in the preseason games and really not great during the conference season. But the most entertaining game out of all the bowl games in the Mac had was the Barstool Sports Bowl. And it, I mean, it was entertaining in the way the game ended on a walk-off touchdown for Ohio, but it was also the most entertaining broadcast I think I've ever seen in a college football game. And most of you didn't watch it. I know it because it was on Barstool Sports website, but I watched it. I started watching it going, ah, I'll check it out for a while. And honestly, it was the broadcast was like watching WWE. It really was. Now the game itself was okay. Um, but El Presidente, the uh, Barstool Sports founder, Dave Portney, he was the the color man. <laughs> Which is funny, because he's not a football guy. He didn't play college football. He's a football fan, and he's the founder of Arsenal Sports. So he's calling people morons during the game. I, I'm laughing, and I'm thinking, this is kind of silly. It's kind of a joke broadcast. Um, but it was also funny and entertaining. They brought a different element to the game. They had um, Jersey Jerry. Now, I don't know who Jersey... I've never really watched Barcelona Sports stuff. I mean, I watched El Presidente, Dave Portney, do his uh, famous pizza challenge. So, it's one bite, everybody knows the rules, pizza challenge. I've watched a, many, many of those. So, I know how the pizza challenge works. And it's funny, it's good. He goes to places and eats pizza, and then he puts it on the website and, and his Facebook page. Jersey Jerry is one of his characters. I didn't really know who that was. Um, but... I think the first quarter, I mean, he's a, he's an out of shape guy from Jersey. His name is Jerry and they had him running out there. Like, I don't know if you watched the Houston bowl game. They had a big guy named Hawk with a mullet. He ran out there to pick up the tee after a kickoff and he would come back and then do a somersault into the, um, sideline and ESPN picked it up and it was funny. Everybody thought Hawk was hilarious. Uh, he's this big guy with a mohawk, or not a, um, a mullet, you know, With the, and he's got a jacket on that says hawk, so everybody knew who he was, um, and that was cool for Houston. I thought that was, you know, entertaining, because I hadn't seen him before, but Barstool Sports guys, they had Jersey Jerry do the same thing, except he was out there in short shorts, his gut hanging out of his half shirt, and he ran out there after a kickoff to go get the tea. I don't know if it was like staged or not, but the girl, a Wyoming trainer decides to chase him out there. Now she, I don't know if she was in on this, if it was just what she, you know, they talked about it, like the two of them had talked about it on the sidelines before the actual event of running out there, but she chases him out there. And I don't know that he, I don't know if he knows that she's right behind him. So when he gets to the tee, now he wasn't running fast and neither was she. He gets to the tee and he bends down to pick it up and she just shoves him and he goes flying into the ground. And he actually sprained his ankle. I mean, he, he, you could see in the replays because there were actually replays of this. There are replays of Jersey Jerry going down and it was quite hilarious, honestly. It was funny. It added another weird element to the game. That just kind of made it more interesting. Now maybe more broadcast should have stuff like this. It you know just kind of makes things funnier. But Jersey Jerry just goes down hard, and I was like, oh, that's fake. Except he gets back to the sideline. You know, they the girl over there when he got back, kind of, you know they kind of made up and it's like, yeah, I didn't know you were gonna do that. Well, maybe they did. It was like a secret thing. But when she pushed him, he rolled his ankle pretty bad, <laughs> and he gets back to the sidelines. And his ankle is the size of a softball. Or a baseball. I mean, he isn't, he, he actually did get hurt, And he, he couldn't go out there and run on it again the rest of the game. So, I thought the barstool... I mean, I thought that was... The barstool sports aspect of it was totally different than any of the ESPN games or any of the college... Because they didn't take the game as serious as a regular uh, broadcast. It was funny and different and it was kind of a joke at point you know at some points it was kind of silly and jokingly like yeah this is is our first time doing this yeah it was kind of different i thought it was good and bad at the same time um but it definitely added more of that wwe element to the game where they had characters and the game it wasn't just about the field and what was going down on the field it was also about the characters that were calling the game. Um, and everybody everybody who watches Arsenal Sports knows Dave Portney with his pizza gimmick. And to hear him call a football game, you could tell he's not a football uh, X's and O's guys, but he's a regular fan who has an opinion and kind of just kind of came through. It wasn't the best broadcast I've ever seen, but it was definitely the most entertaining um, that I'd seen the entire bowl season. So, I thought that, on a production-wise, the Arizona Bowl was the best and most creative I've seen. Now, they also had commercials in between. Like, they didn't have regular commercials like like ESPN. They had their own commercials. Uh, one was for Hooters, and... But they had their characters in the Hooters commercial. So, it was... They actually had, like, sponsors, but they used their characters in these little fake sort of commercials for the sponsors. So... If you didn't watch it, maybe go to the Barstool Sports website and watch it there, because I think you can replay it. It's not bad. Um, It's different. Uh, I don't think (laughs) next year you're going to see a lot more of these games, like by the other networks. But for what it was, I thought it was okay. Um, In terms of the game, Ohio had a walk-off touchdown. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, I didn't expect this game to be that close, but... Um, it was just a you know an incredible ending. Um, yeah, two feet down, um, tight end Tyler Foster for the Bobcats was being face guarded like by the Wyoming defender, and gets two feet down and is a touchdown. Game over. <laughs> Ohio wins. I was like, wow, okay, um, incredible ending to the game. Um, that was that was shocking, you know, to see the, you know, the way that ended. It was pretty cool. Um, Eastern Michigan um, gets the W. Uh, who else? I mean, everybody won except the first two games. So it was great. Um, Buffalo won. Eastern Michigan won. Ohio won. And um, it was just cool to to see the Mac get four wins. They started off 0 2, and then they go 4 0. So, hey, congratulations, Mac. It was pretty cool to watch the Mac games. Um, the best game I think I saw was Ohio State versus Georgia in the college football playoff. That was pretty, pretty, pretty awesome in terms of it uh, came down to one point. But. the the going into next year the mac has a lot of momentum from these games but a lot of the MAC's best players are gone and that is worrisome that you're basically starting over um for a lot of these teams without their best players like kent state i mean i don't know what kent state's gonna be able to put together going into next season uh that is just a complete mystery no one knows what that team's gonna look like because their whole team basically left um, that is, it's going to be interesting, uh, going into next year. Cause it's the, the teams that they're playing are going to have established players for the most part. Most of these Mac teams next year, starting the year are going to be looking for new stars, new marquee players. Cause they don't have a lot of guys coming back who are really going to be household names. So that's going. That was like the biggest takeaway from the uh, transfer portal is that the Mac Mac got hurt hard in that one. Um, there's no way around it. So I think Kent State's going to have the biggest the biggest uh, change because of the massive um, turnover that they're going to have. I also saw the Buffalo versus Georgia Southern. Um, I think it was kind of cool that Buffalo beat their former quarterback, Kyle Van who used to be at Buffalo and then went to Georgia Southern. Because um, you know he wanted to win that game. And you know he was playing his hardest to get to. He didn't want to lose to his old team. He left them for Georgia Southern. You don't want to lose to that team the very next year. So I thought Buffalo getting the victory there because they didn't finish the season very well, Buffalo. So they. It was a nice ending um, for the Bulls to come away with that one. I thought, I thought rebounding well to finish the season because I was questioning whether they could win in the um, postseason, but uh, they did. Um, the quick lane bowl, New Mexico State twenty-four, Bowling Green nineteen. Uh, New Mexico State had a heck of a season. You gotta. Got to give credit to Coach uh, Kill down there in Las Cruces, New Mexico, getting them into, not only into a bowl game, but winning a bowl game. And in Detroit, not a lot of New Mexico State fans. Uh, definitely definitely a big moment for a former Mac coach, Jerry Kill. But overall, I think the bowl season was good. For the great for the mac. I mean, you got a trophy out of it that's going to be I assume. It's the second time the mac's won the trophy too. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um getting a trophy that frankly a week from now no one's going to remember the bull records. It you know, they, it's cool when they put that little standings up during the games, but a week you know, even right now, you know, it's been a couple two days since the Georgia game. Uh yeah, I don't know. I mean, most people are going to forget about that by <laughs> February 1st. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any Mac player. I mean, we got the NFL playoffs, obviously, this weekend. That is just going to take over sports for the next month. Um, they will just dominate every aspect of sports. I know Tom Brady and uh, the Cowboys are playing. So, technically, Cooper Rush is a, a Mac guy down on the Cowboys. He won't play Monday night, but, um, I mean, he's in the playoffs. Um, The Giants are at the Vikings. Um, I mean, there's probably mad guys on all these teams, you know, but I don't know. It's just going to be so awesome, you know, for the NFL, because now it's win and you you move on, lose and you go home. It's really simple. And it's like the best time of year because the playoff football can be so intense, especially in the NFL. But it's also the worst time of year. Because every week you lose another set of teams and they don't come back. And pretty soon, in three weeks, we're going to be sitting here with no football at all. So you go from the best time of year of football and and then magically it's turned off like a faucet and it's gone. And there's just this big void of sports uh, in terms of, you know, what you plan, like the, the next three weekends and then the Super Bowl. You're planning stuff around games. like, And then all of a sudden it disappears. And you're like totally free on Saturday and Sundays. Like, oh, I have nothing to watch. I mean, technically college basketball is on. But the ratings for that are very low. Uh, not a ton of people are interested um, in college basketball. The ratings for the wor- whatever the worst bowl game was. Not the Barstool Sports Bowl because that wasn't on real TV. But any other game that was on an actual channel. Um, they're better than the next the highest college basketball game of the year whoever it may be it doesn't matter who plays whatever the teams normally it's duke carolina kentucky versus carolina something like that but before the tournament starts the worst bowl game gets more than double the rating than the best college basketball game so that kind of shows you that college basketball has a very small audience for the next two months very few people will watch it's just and the Mac has no audience whatsoever. I watched a bunch of the ESPN3 games, which are entertaining. The crowds this week and the last couple of weeks, they're non-existent at the Mac games. I mean, they're on ESPN+, Plus, so I can watch them. But it's not like, you know, it's not like people are going to these games. Although the Bowling Green crowd last night when they beat Akron uh, was apparently the biggest crowd they've had for any... <laughs> sport this year, including football games. So they probably they according to the announcer there, they had more fans at the bowling green game last night when they beat Akron than they've had at all the football games. So I don't know. Take it for what it's worth, based on what he saw. Um but none of these games matter that much in the Mac because it all comes down to the Mac tournament. Can you win those three games? If you can you're going to the NCAA tournament. If not, you're basically just like everybody else. Going home. Um, that is, um, I don't know if you go, if you like college basketball, it's cool. I love the tournament. I do not love the games on right now because they just don't have a whole lot of meaning. Even in the Power Five, you know, the Big Ten and SEC, they're playing for at large spots, kind of, but it doesn't have the same impact of the tournament. It's just not. It's not the same and. Everybody knows it. The networks know it. College basketball probably knows it. It struggles because the games just don't mean very much on a nightly basis. Um, Oh, finally, uh, my project that I've been doing now for a year, basically over a year, um, is going to be on in March. Um, I actually probably could do a – I mean, as of now, it's March. could be April, but it's about two months away. Hopefully. I mean, I've been waiting for this a long time. In March or April, it's going to be on a major cable network um, weekly. It's uh, probably a one-hour show, I'm assuming. And I could do like a recap of, you know, whenever, I guess, whatever, basketball basketball the end. I can do max stuff for basketball. But I also want to be able to announce, because I can't tell you technically today what day of the week it's on, uh, what time. What channel? You? I know what channel, but I'm not supposed to say it because um, it's not. A, it hasn't been announced yet. But I think we could. I can come back and I can basically do an announcement for that, so you guys can see my adventure on that show and what happens to me on there. Um, I think it's gonna be exciting. Um, I hope you guys like it. Uh, but when I come back on here between now and then. Oh, another thing. Cliff Kingsbury for the Cardinals got fired. He got fired at Texas Tech. Actually gets promoted to get the job of the Cardinals. He's got a 5-year extension. He's going to make like $35 to $45 million to get fired. Does not work anymore for the next 5 years. Please. All of us need a job like that. Give me a guaranteed contract for 30 million, then fire me the, the same year and I'm good. You know, you don't have to twist my arm. And I I've no Cliff. I met Cliff when he was um on the new orleans saints practice squad we actually hung out a couple times way back when he was in new orleans and i'm happy that uh, i've been watching hard knocks and i'm happy that cliff now has time to go do stuff in life because if you watched hard knocks cliff was getting up before dark and when the sun was still down and he was coming home when the sun was down and um now he's got 35 million dollars minimum still coming to him to go live in Hawaii, go live in Mexico. You can go do whatever you want. You don't have to worry about getting up every morning and grinding it out until ten o'clock at night. Um, but I'm happy for Cliff, in terms of he's set now for life that he never has to work again. But um, my show will be back. We'll be on in March or April. So I'll, I'm going to try. I'll try to come back so I can give the official announcement. So I can promote the show. And tell everybody here who wants to see me in another aspect. Um, to I'll show you show you how to watch it. And uh, I assume I'm going to be posting stuff on Instagram. Um, my name is Mark Scafidi on Instagram. It's a black and white picture. And I have a lot of travel pictures. So none of the show pictures are on there yet. But as soon as um, I can start putting them up, I'm going to start posting the show pictures because I have plenty of pictures from all of the production of the show and I can start posting those mm-hmm. so everyone can kind of see behind the scenes of what we were doing some of the days and what I was doing on my off days when we filmed. But that is it for me. I am Mark Scobidi. Uh Football on the Mac is only now eight months away. So we have eight months to sit around and wait um, for my own personal View. But I hope my whole life is completely different in 8 months based on the show that's coming out in March. I'm hoping it is. Let's, you know, keep your fingers crossed for me. Um So, I will see everybody back here in August and hopefully you'll see me before August on international TV. I'm Mark Scafidi. Have a great off season everybody, and I will see everybody back here probably in March so I can tell you how to watch my show on International TV, so no matter where you are in America, North, South America, or Europe, you can definitely watch on what, on this channel. So it'll also be on the main app of the network, and I can tell you it's going to be on the new merged HBO Max Discovery app. That's what it's going to be on. It's going to be called the Max, I think. But I'm not. That's April first. I think is when they officially merge all the apps into one. But until then, I will see everybody in March and have a great NFL playoff season. And hopefully we start out the next season strong with a few huge non-conference victories. till till then, everybody, uh, have a great NFL football season.